Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Game Ground for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. And folks, if you're wondering where the rest of the Final Fantasy podcast is, it's on its way, uh, possibly in one more chunk or a few smaller ones peppered throughout the weeks. It'll be, yes, soon soon to come. But this week we are discussing Game Ground. I am back from my travels. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Abby, for doing such a great job instead, <laughs> my stead. But Game Ground for the Sega Genesis was converted by Sims Corporation and published by Sega for the Genesis slash Mega Drive in January of 1991 worldwide. Oh, nice. Once again, why many of our overseas listeners are fans of the Sega brand. Oh, sure. You know, they didn't just ignore everyone but the US and Japan, like Nintendo. Now, this game was based on the 1988 arcade game of the same name. Right, right. But there are some uh, small differences. The arcade version has 10 fewer levels, but it was a three-player simultaneous game. Oh, really? Yes. That's cool. Definitely, and it would make some of these levels a lot easier. Oof, no kidding. Now, Sims... Um, they still work today, uh, but they mainly make licensed stuff. They do the Beyblade games, like on the oh, 3DS. All right, all right. And uh, a lot of ports and a lot of fishing games, uh, most notably mm. the Sega Bass Fishing franchise. Fair enough. So maybe not a lot of things our audience would be super into, but they are still kicking it out there somewhere. Good good on them. Now, Game Ground was also on the Sega Master System, which I can't imagine the graphics for the tiny characters. I saw that. I want to check it out, but I didn't. And yet. it was also released on the TurboGrafx-16 uh, on its CD drive. Okay. And then this game was re-released for the Wii, which I'm sure we'll get to in our personal history. Right, right. And uh, finally on the Sega collection. Sweet. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Game Ground? Um, game Ground is a top-down action game. It's kind of hard to describe because it's got a lot of uh, very unique qualities. You know, it's all yeah. kind of like a puzzle game in a way. It's like a single-screen action puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Which makes no sense and doesn't really tell you anything else about the game. It's yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to swallow, I guess, at first. Now in this game, you cannot jump at all. Nope, there is no jump, and there are many many characters, but one thing they all share is the lack of ability to jump. That's true. Uh, beyond that, they have a lot of varying characteristics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for one other fact, and that is that they all die with one hit. That's true, yes. One hit kill. Now, the main mechanic of this game is shooting and mm -hmm. moving around. Yeah, yeah. And every character has a different movement speed, or like a different class of movement speed, let's say. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone has uh, two weapons or two forms of fire. Yeah, you kind of have like your normal, I guess, and your special. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know why they're differentiated as special because you can do it as much as you want. That's true. Yeah, you're totally unlimited ammo both ways. There are no lives in this game because each character you find, and we'll get into the specifics of how each level works, each character you find is its own life. Right, right. Once it is hit, it is on the field. Yeah. And you can rescue it. That's true. But if you lose another life or don't rescue it, that person is gone and no longer available in your roster. That's right. They're gone. Because this game is about collecting a roster of characters. Yeah. 
and using them to progress through these single levels. Yeah, you can get up to, I think there's 20 characters, 20 different characters. But there you are. You can collect more. You can get doubles of characters, actually. And I did quite often. Yeah, you want to. <laughs> what makes this game more of a puzzler is that each screen is one level. And yes. there is a goal on the opposite end of the screen. You start at the bottom. You must get to the top. Mm -hmm. And once you get to the top, that level is then over. Yeah, there's like an exit that's marked. It's a big sign that says that's where you're headed. But that's only if you have one character. Yeah, you either have to destroy all of the enemies. Yes. That will automatically take you past the level or walk each of your characters one by one. Or I guess two by two if you're playing two player mm -hmm. uh, to the exit. Which is very easy and feasible in the very beginning of the game. Sure, but... As you go through the game, you know, you will start accruing more uh, characters and eventually it gets to the point where it's just, there's no way you'll be able to get them all through there probably. Because every level has a time limit. Yeah. And that's really makes it a challenge. Yeah. So much of this game is deciphering what character to take into each level. Definitely, yeah. And yeah. what order you're going to use them in to then try to take out all of the enemies, really. Yeah, that's almost always the way you want to go, unless you can't somehow, you know. But when you get to a new level, quite often there is a new character on the field. And first things first, you want to pick up that character. It will follow you once you touch them. Yeah. And you want to get them across the exit goal. That's right. Even if you pick them up and then kill all the enemies, you still didn't get them to the exit, so you don't they don't join your, your team. Yeah, which is weird and frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Because there are some levels where I couldn't figure out how you would rescue people and also get to the exit. There's, I mean, there's some tough combos out there, you know, because some of the levels will have three or four people, you know, and mm -hmm. you want to collect them, but if you kill all the enemies, the level will end. So it's, it's kind of this weird game, you know, puzzly, where you got to figure out which enemy can I leave alive and still run all these people through to the end. Mm -hmm. And there is like an enemy counter on the screen that lets you know, because sometimes there are like surprise enemies that'll yeah. come in out of the side of the screen or something that you would have no warning to. And well, if you don't know they're there, it could easily kill you. But and except often, for that counter, you know, you yeah. can see. Well, well, they often do kill me when they come from like yeah, the yeah. very bottom or bottom sides of the screen. Yep. Yep. Uh, this game. Okay. It does have a, you can choose difficulty levels. Uh huh. And what does that mean? Well, I, I checked this out. It's pretty interesting actually, where on the easy level you have eight continues and it stops at round three, I think. Okay. And then a normal level, it's four continues. And I think it just goes all the way. Cause I played it on normal. That's what I did too. And I did get all the way through. I mean, I did get to an ending. But um, on the hard mode, you have no continues, but you start with all 20 people. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but there are no captives to rescue in the entire game. I kind of like that more in a way. So it's kind of, yeah, I think it's a neat way to, you know, other than just being like, enemies take twice as many shots, you know, it's an interesting way to crank up the challenge. Now, when you are playing on your screen, not only do they tell you the number of enemies that are left, they tell you the uh, a little picture of the character you've selected. Mm -hmm. And they also tell you how many characters you have left to select. That's true, yeah. And it will tell you how many you've uh, rescued that round as yeah, well. Yeah, so you can like see your little counter changing as you are running people through. There is a score, but I don't think it means anything. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember getting any like extra continues or anything. So. And then there are multiple rounds per stage with each... Uh, with the game having five stages. Yeah. Now, when you play two-player, uh, there is no friendly fire. But Which is nice. on the negative side, you cannot walk through the other character. All right, yeah. So you can bump into them, or they can trap you in ways that will get you killed, sometimes very easily. <laughs> sure, yeah. So really what makes this game interesting, unique, and fun is the fact that it does have 20 different characters in it. 
It does, yeah. And we're going to go through all of them right now. Let's do it. Uh, there are three, or there's four starting characters. Or is it three starting characters? I think it's three. I'm not... You just get the old man like really soon after. I think so, yeah. And they are uh, Ashra, Betty, and Johnny. That's right. And let's start with Ashra. Okay. Um, Ashra is right-handed and has a quick movement speed. And we should probably describe these to people because we had to combine resources to figure out which character was named what. Right. Well, they don't really say in-game. No, not at all. It's just a picture. And then they have a little icon that shows you kind of what its directional type of attack is. Yeah. You Generally, your normal weapon can aim any direction, but you do Generally. have a handedness. Um, and the handedness your... does matter a lot, actually, because it, it means you can't shoot around certain objects or Sometimes, e- some, yeah. some easily. It affects the way you, yeah, you have to account for it when you're aiming. Mm-hmm. And then your special weapon, you know, they're all different. There are some types that will only shoot forward. Some you can shoot any direction. Some will, you know, arc in the air. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to those. So Ashra is, what do you say Ashra is? Is he like a barbarian? Uh, yeah, that's what I always thought of, like a... I don't know, Zulu warrior or something, or, you know, yeah. he's got a big spear. He's a, you know, so pretty deadly. Mm-hmm. And movement speed? Um, he's, uh, he's a quick mover. I like this guy. He's one of my first people I use a lot. Uh, his normal weapon, he just throws a spear. It's a short range. But the special weapon is an all directions uh, lobbed spear. Yeah, and that lobbed spear is great because it goes over walls. It goes on to yeah. the second floor of places. Yeah, which is important. Like, you always want to make sure you have somebody, you know, in the... You'll see three different letters indicating their attacks in their little picture that it gives you. Where, mm-hmm. Like this one, it'll have an H and has all eight arrows pointing. So that lets you know it'll hit high places as well. Gotcha. And then there's like the L is, is low. And I think M is magic for some reason. Right. And I, for me, I agree. Ashra is one of my go-tos early on. Uh, then you have Betty, one of my least go-tos ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Betty is a lady. Uh, she is. Yeah. And I think she's holding a gun up. You have a pistol. Yeah. She's. Yeah. That's Short. the only thing that makes her interesting. She, you know, who knows who, what kind of woman she is, but. Now, she can shoot in all directions, right? Um, yeah, with her pistol. What's her movement speed? It's average. And her long range is, though, like a Molotov cocktail? Yeah, she throws, or like a grenade thing, or one of yeah. those old, you know what I mean? Um, but it only shoots north or forward. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's got a little bit of a splash radius, I feel like. It does, so that's nice. But it's too hard to control. It doesn't really, yeah. And she's too slow, man. Or aim. I, yeah, agree. Uh, Then you have Johnny, your third starter character, and he is just a dude with a rifle. That's right. But it's fairly handy. Sure, yeah. He's, um... He's got the range. He does, and he's a quick movement, so that's always nice. Mm -hmm. You know, his rifle's like medium range. And he can shoot in all directions with his normal gun, but his rifle only shoots vertically. That's right. Which... Which Actually, it's handy a lot, I think. It is more with shots, you know, kind of like in Jackal on NES where, you you know, you can strafe by people as you're, as you're cruising around. Yeah, because the enemies are usually a little slow on the uh, the fire. Yes. So you have a lot of time to run across and then ping, 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 shoot upward with him. And he's got that good range. So I use him a lot in the beginning as well. He's like my rescuer. Right on. I like to clear out a room with him and then mop up with Ashra. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, next up, let's go with Gaskin. All right. And how would you describe Gaskin? Well, it's uh, another spear-wielding barbarian, I guess. This one a little more Dolph Lundgren looking, I thought. Yeah, totally. That's, um, what, I, that's what I felt. <laughs> yeah. And he also has the eight-directional spear attack, mm-hmm. as is normal. But his uh, special weapon is that he shoots a stronger spear only northern. Right. And both are pretty short range. But yeah. he is a quick movement, so there's there's that. Yeah. 
And then along the same lines, we have Weebad, who is like the Viking archer looking character. Uh, yes, Weebad. I forgot about his, I love that name, and this is probably my favorite character. I used him all the time. Same here. I can't believe oh. it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I used him the most. Well, he's got like quick movement speed. Mm-hmm. As well as the arrows that you shoot, you get an arcing arrow, kind of like Ashra's spear, but longer range. The the normal attack and the special attack are both medium range instead of short, so it's great. Yeah, and it can hit, like you said, things on a higher level, and you can do it at a nice angle. He's great for cleaning out a whole room. Yeah, yeah. I, I used him through probably 60 to 70 percent of the of all the rooms. Um, along with him is Marty, who's the other archer. Very similar. And he's very similar to Weebad. Yeah, is he? Um... Although I think his arrow does like a weird trick thing sometimes, and I couldn't really figure out when or why I was doing it. For some reason, I always thought that this guy was like a, a centaur. Okay. I wish he was. That'd be pretty sweet. At least from his like <laughs> bio picture, not as much from his little tiny character on the screen. Little Marty. Uh, next up, let's talk about some of the magical characters. All right, yeah. My least used posse. Some Yeah, I, I only use them sometimes, and I always feel like there's more to them. I, I wish I learned them better. There is the Fire Knight, and he looks kind of like um, well, like a monk. Yeah, yeah. He's red, you know. Yeah, and he's got the normal weapon, which is the fire bomb. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, it's like a weird. It's just a medium range little thing that shoots out, and this is one of the characters that shoots from the center of mm-hmm. the body, and he only has average speed. And that fire bomb, when it hits, it like flames up, and it sits there for a moment. Right, right. So characters can I guess walk into it or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Is that the special one or? All right, that is his special one, where it stays for a moment. I, I think so, but it, you can only shoot it north, right? Yes. Yeah. Making it, eh. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it's okay, because it'll make like an obstacle, and maybe you can kill a couple guys if they walk into it. Then we have the Water Knight. Uh, yes, and again, shoots from the center. How uh, would you describe this gentleman? A very a- aquatic looking, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He does have a little trident sword to yeah, that thing. like you'd expect. Aquaman-ish. And his weapon is the Magic Bomb. Yeah, um... This is another medium range projectile, which is fine. And what is his special attack then? That's the like water spout thing. Oh yeah. And is that useful ever? I think so, because it's like it's you can do it in eight directions. Uh-huh. It is short range, but it'll it'll come out relatively quick. I think you can have two of them on the screen at once, but oh. enemies that walk into it, it won't kill them, but they'll just start spinning around, it like stuns them. Yeah. And they can't shoot. I mean, hey, it'd be better to kill them, but it's I don't know. If you're overwhelmed, you can like shut off a whole I don't know. They were it was okay when I used him. Okay. It's no wee bad. How how would you compare him to the wind knight? Who kind of looks like a bat samurai. That's true. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, actually. Uh, now, he has a, a magic bomb. This is eight, direct, eight directional you know, normal attack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's his special attack that is kind of way different than anyone else's. Uh, the tornado? Yeah. This, and it comes out, and then it kind of goes It goes in a really weird way every time. Well, it kind of does like a, a spiral out. But if it starts hitting anything, like an enemy, it'll start bouncing off it. And you can get, like, can't aim it, but sometimes you can get real lucky yeah. shots off where if you have a very crowded field, then it, it can kill uh, quite a few enemies. Or it can just be totally useless and not hit anyone. That's true as well. So I found him not... Not to be the best. And then we have, finally, the Light Knight. And he does not look like a Light Knight. He just looks like a knight, right? Yeah. Right. I would say even more evil than, yeah, than yeah. Light. And he's got a normal eight-directional magic bomb, just like the Wind Knight. Mm-hmm. But then his special weapon is Light Magic. Yeah, I think that's the four balls that orbit around you. Yeah, and they just run into people with them? I guess. I don't know. I was never comfortable enough to trust it. You no, know, I mean, I think I, I used him <laughs> on accident. 
And I, that was about it. I used, yeah, anytime I would end up with, uh, you know, controlling that guy, whatever, but just play it safe and get out of here. Right. Because I wasn't going to test it to see if the, you know, could enemies shoot? That won't stop projectiles, will it? I don't think so. Yeah. And then after that, we have the gun squad or the, the gunners. The gunners. Uh, which was, you know, included our, our, fun, our friend Johnny. Mm-hmm. Then we have the professor. And the professor is this old looking, like World War oh, yeah, yeah. vet looking guy. Yeah, yep. Also has a rifle, right? Mm-hmm. And he um, can also shoot in eight directions. But his weird thing is his special uh, effect is shooting left and right at the same time. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, both of the shots are long range, so yes. that's nice. And he's he's got quick movement. Mm-hmm. So for me, he is like a backup Johnny. And there are certain levels where they kind of frequently will use, you know, off-screen enemies. Two of them will rush you from the left and right. So if you know it ahead of time, it yeah. can be really nice to have, have this, this fella. Uh, following the professor, we have Howie. I don't remember this person at all. Indeed. They have a machine gun. I kind of, I think you get them almost at the very end of the game. And the machine gun shoots in eight different directions. Plus, uh, the super version is just a straight up frontal attack. Okay, it's yeah, extremely yeah. long range, and it shoots a lot of bullets really quickly. Yeah, where you get like that burst of four or five. Yeah, I right. think you don't get hurt till the till the very end. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And then there is Kip, and Kip is like a. Uh, Looks like he's wearing a motorcycle helmet. Yeah, yeah. And he also has a machine gun that shoots in eight directions. But his special weapon is a machine gun that shoots left and right. Yep, still cool. Although and it, it doesn't is... look like a machine gun. It's like looks more like a laser. Yep. Yeah, the bullets kind of squeeze together like that. I think it. Or yeah, I don't know. I know this one's got this guy's got medium range as opposed to the long range from right. earlier, but still useful. Uh, yeah, my son used this guy a lot. Okay. In a two-player scenario. He, oh, sure. he was a good second second player. Yeah, yeah. Support. And then we have Mud Harry. Not Harry Mud. Mud Harry, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Mud Harry has like a like a rocket launcher yeah, on like, his shoulder. I think it's, is he one of the laser cannon guys, right? Well, it's a bazooka. Okay, okay. And um, he's got some crazy hair and sunglasses. <laughs> his normal attack is a pistol that shoots eight directions. Mm-hmm. But he's super slow. Yes, and the bazooka only shoots forward. Right, right. I think it's the one that like lobs out and then fight, then then rockets ahead. Okay, okay. If you recall, gotcha. Uh, then we have the general. He looks like a general. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I think he's another late game character. And uh, yeah, he is. He has a pistol that shoots in eight directions, and then his special weapon is the flamethrower. Yeah. Apparently, it's the most powerful weapon in the game. I it should be because it doesn't have very good range, although it is all directional. Yeah, I never used them because I was too scared nope. to be that close to the enemy. Yep, me too, man. Uh, you, they are always shooting stuff at you, so you just don't want to get near them, you know? No. Um, we have Next, we have Robbie, and Robbie is a robot. Yes, sir. And um, Robbie has a pistol that shoots in eight directions. Pretty standard. Super slow. Medium range. Very slow walker. But it's got that rocket bomb. Yeah, long range, man. Eight directions. Yep. This guy is where it's at. Yep. Uh, I used, it was either him or, you know, the laser guy for mm-hmm. bosses, you know, and then we bad for pretty much everything else. Uh, following him, we have Cyber. Oh, yeah, yeah. And another robot looking. More like a RoboCop looking guy. Yeah, yeah. And Cyber has a pistol as well. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a multi-warhead missile. Oh, yes. Six directions at the same time. It's pretty sweet, it, you know, because it fans out slowly in this big arc. and It's also a good two-player character. Yeah, they're, they're very long range, but it only goes north. So it, mm-hmm. it's something that's, and it's kind of hard to precisely aim. You just Correct. start shooting it out and hoping it'll kill as many people. So 
it's a lot easier to use if you have someone else watching your back for close threats. Exactly. Uh, and then you have Hobby or Hobie. And I always felt like that was like a Sarah Connor ripoff. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, she uses a pistol as her normal uh, eight directional yep, attack. Yep. And then her special weapon is she's got a grenade. Yeah, it's... It's eight directions. Eight directions, so it's better than, than Be- what, Betty's, I think? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we do have Betty. She's got that one grenade that goes straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have, actually, my two other MVPs of the game. Oh, yeah. And that is uh, Backhilly. Okay. And I think this is like an African-American lady. Okay. And her normal weapon is also the pistol, but she also uses a eight-directional boomerang. Yes, the boomerang. And... I like both of the boomerang characters a lot. Yeah, they're not... The boomerangs are kind of weird because, you know, they do an arc as they come back to you and they will alternate left and right Mm -hmm. each one you shoot. Because I think you can have two on screen at once. So you can use it to shoot around corners sometimes when enemies are behind, like, graves or anything, you know? Yeah, and while Backley is... uh, Hers, when they all shoot, you can shoot in any direction. The other character, Mum, who has the same pistol, Mm -hmm. but also boomerangs, she only throws hers out forward, which I found super useful for... That strafing situation. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. You can run along the bottom, and they're very strong. They'll take out a, a big enemy with one or two hits. Yep, yep, they're good. They're good. So that's it for characters, and, uh, well, pretty much it for the gameplay portion. Well, Nick, this is a Genesis game, and uh, it was one of their own properties. So I'm hoping they gave it a decent manual because there's a lot to go over and a lot to figure out about all these characters. Yeah, um, and, and I think it, they did a pretty good job of it. Um, it's 20 pages. It's black and white. Um, we only got screenshots. No artwork, unfortunately. No, but you know what? I lied. I do know what this manual looks like because uh-huh. it's the only way to figure out what each character's name is. Yeah. And unless, what they do. Unless you want to start making up weird names. Yeah. Which I did for a long time until just recently. Uh, same here, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does a, a really good job of explaining the controls and how the captive systems work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does give you a, a short preview kind of of all of the characters, which is cool. Yeah, just enough to at least know what they're going to do before you roll out into battle with them. Yeah, you don't have to get surprised by, you know, in the in the field of fire. Mm-hmm. But more more importantly, I think it has uh, their hilarious story. Oh, there's a story. Oh yeah, and it's it's uh, it's pretty funny because it's it takes place in the year 3000 A.D. Whoa! And humans have progressed to perfection. Um, oh wow, I like that. The long years of peace have diminished their survival instincts. So oh no, everyone's going soft. So they build the game ground system to train people to be tough again i guess just in case something should happen oh okay and (laughs) of course it messes up but that's why you know the game kind of progresses where it's like they simulate these different environments where it was like medieval and ancient china different parts you know and then that's all a simulation yeah until the very end yeah it's just funny because um according to the story it's very it, it goes nuts completely immediately when they're first testing it, and the creators are trapped inside, so they send in another rescue team to get them, and then you have to send in a rescue team after them, and they don't say how many they they sent in, but I'm guessing at least three or four, because that's the 20 people you're rescuing. Yeah, okay. And you're, you're like the last team. They're like, we have no one else. You're the only people who know how to use any weapons, so oh. they send you in, like Betty... Uh, Asherah and whoever the other Johnny, I think. And Johnny, yeah, yeah. So I just so, thought it was funny where there's like keep, keep sending them in, like that is great. <laughs> I do like that. But yeah, if you didn't know how to play this game, which most people probably wouldn't, because it's not very common, it's a decent way to figure out how. 
Well, Nick, what was your personal history with this game, Gain Ground? Uh, not much. Um, I I remember seeing this in the arcade. Mm-hmm. Which I never did. I, I was drawn to it because I remember the cabinet art had like pictures of all the characters, and I couldn't believe there were that many characters in one game, so I was drawn right away. I was like, I got to play this. And I remember spending a long time when I didn't have any money left, like just staring at the cabinet, you know, trying to look which character was the best. But mm-hmm. I only played it like once in the arcade, had no idea what I was doing, and quickly died. Gotcha. And then I think um, our second experience with the game was in common. Yeah, yeah. Where I purchased it uh, in uh, on the Wii in like yeah. the the virtual console. Virtual console, yeah. Uh, because you had talked about it before, and I was like, well, let's check this weird game out. And we actually spent a lot of time trying to get far into this game. Yeah, no. It, it, we actually got pretty far, uh, as I recalled, many of the levels going through yeah, it this time. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, too. Uh, we did pretty decent for playing, you know, not really knowing it to begin with. Yeah, and we didn't cheat at all then. There was no way to cheat. That's right. That's so, right. I mean, we got pretty far on our own merit. Yeah. It really surprised me because I remember talking about it, and then and then you're like, yeah, let's play this game. And I was like, whoa, hold on. I, I don't know. I can't attest to how good this is. So it was kind of fortunate that it turned out to actually be pretty interesting. Definitely. Now then, what was your more recent experience with this game, Nick? Um, well, I can only play this game one player, so I played through, and I save-stated my butt off and cheated. Now, but I, I did beat it. I, I also beat it. I also cheated a lot. I played it two-player entirely. Okay. And um, I played it with my son, and we used uh, the rewind feature heavily mm-hmm. on the Genesis Classic Collection. That's cool. Um, I think we played it in uh, over three three or four different chunks. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, I would beat like each round of 10, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And then take a break usually because, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. No. And, you know, really I didn't need to cheat at all for the first two stages. Yeah, they're really, you know, it, it's just getting you used to it and introducing you to the characters. Or areas, I guess is what they're called. Oh, okay. okay. And there's levels per area. And, yeah, once I, you know, got through all the ones I knew, then it became you have to save every every level or right, rewind right. to the beginning after you realize you chose the wrong characters. Yeah, that's the toughest part is when you realize you screwed up and yeah. there's no way to get through this level or you you're like I'm not going to be able to defeat all these people. Hopefully, you have someone else in reserve who can, mm-hmm. you know. And there were plenty of times where we uh, you know, it was really close even though we had that rewind feature where we didn't want to rewind, you know, 5 minutes right, or whatever the entire right. time was, but you know, we had to rewind those last like 30 seconds to make sure we killed someone before the time ran out. Yeah, it can get down. We yeah. weren't paying attention or if we missed a person. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yep, that's how they get you. Well, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And here would, we are. You know, yeah, we are here. And I would <laughs> like to start by saying that this game has so many characters, but I really only use about four once yeah. I figured out which ones I liked. Yeah, I, I'm. I wish that the levels were a little more varied in certain ways that would make certain, you know, because there are characters I want to like, but. Like the situation, like the weird, like the wizard knights, the wizard, the people. magic people. Yeah, you know, and sometimes they they come in kind of handy, but it's never. No. I'd rather just wee bad my way through it. Yeah, I mean, once you get good with the movement of a character, and you really get down the distance on the arc of an arrow, a spear, yeah. or whatever it is the projectile you're using, you you don't want to switch because you're comfortable with that, and you know how to take out enemies at that right correct range. Now, 
Um, there's a lot I like about this game, but there's also a lot I don't like about this game. Yeah. And, you know, graphic-wise, it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot going on. You have small sprites, which I normally like, you know? And I feel like the enemies look pretty good, usually. Yeah, they do. I just, one of the, the sad thing is, is that small sprites usually come with the benefit of a larger play field. Mm -hmm. But since it's so truncated... You have a small actual screen that you're playing in, so it doesn't really feel like you're getting that much extra space, you know? Agreed. And the characters themselves are not that great. And they're even worse when they're a character waiting to be rescued. Uh, yeah, I generally have no idea who a character is. No. You know, if I if I can't see the portrait, then, oh, okay. But when, you, when I'm rescuing them, I don't know. No, not at all. And the levels themselves just don't look that cool until you get to, like, the very end of the game. Yeah, they're, they're really not... They're more like that. a puzzle level. Like, you know, it's just like, here's some blocks in your way. Yeah, or, I mean, some of them are just like, it's here's a flat field of sand with some hidden bugs underneath. Or, you know, there's, yeah. there's just not a lot going on in all of the levels. Now, one of the things I really did like about this game is that it has some funky Genesis jams. Oh, yes, it does. It has that great Genesis... Uh, chiptune sound i love it and this game really like it really embraces the brown oh noise. there's so much of it like it's like they leaned into it where they're like let's just do this and, yeah. and i love it for it yeah i mean i think whoever did the sound design on this and the music really understood what made that weird fm synthesis chip work and and pull the best noises from it yeah and um it's interesting too because there aren't a lot of there's only like five or six music tracks mm -hmm. but they all have like different movements in them which is pretty sweet like you know you'll get one track that plays from levels one through ten and then yeah you know every ten levels gets their own song except you probably won't hear a lot of the weirder parts because they're in the middle and the song you know if you're not always playing the same level for five or six minutes you're not going to get to these other parts kind of so yeah. it's kind of a shame because there's is. good stuff in there now the play control in this game is a little weird because you do have like the the different movement speeds mm -hmm. but also because you have to be very deliberate with the directional input. Yes, you do. Uh, you And since, except for a few characters, you can't really strafe. There's a lot of weird move, like back and forth, where you're running up to shoot at someone and then running away from the bullet that they shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. In and out, this kind of weird gameplay. And, that and at angles that are very awkward at sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you said, there are many times in this game where you are just running from bullets, where you just have to time, like, okay, they fired. Now I know I have enough time to run up a third of their distance right. of range shoot and then run away again yeah and, and then s repeat and killing one one enemy at a time yeah and it's usually like there's a keystone of enemies or enemy where it's like okay if i can take out these first two or one then all the other ones will be easier to to get to yeah now one thing that's cool is if you don't move at the very beginning of a level the enemies won't either until you do so you can kind of look at it and plan mm -hmm. but the time is seconds, going down but well that's true and then there are also enemies that you know, just never move at all. Like they are up on a parapet or on a second mm -hmm. level. They're just turrets, essentially. And those can be extremely frustrating if you don't have a character that can hit at a, at a higher area or one that can do it in a long distance. Because sometimes they're in a place that it's just impossible to reach with a short, high character. It's true. It, and if you mess up or, you know what I mean? Like sometimes those characters can be too difficult to clear the rest of the enemies with, especially if you're playing one player. So you got to like go through with one person, kill most of the enemy, then try to run out and then come back with the, you know, rocket launcher or, right. or laser cannon or something. And you don't get the laser or rocket guy until, you know, a lot, lot further into the game. Yeah. So in the beginning, it's like, you know, really, there is a lot of time crunch because you do have to, you know, like you said, clear out the enemies that are on the ground and then switch to someone that has that long range, whatever. Yeah, it definitely, like you said earlier, deliberate, like it reminds me almost of a top down Castlevania where you're just even the fast characters, you don't move that fast. You no. Know? So it's 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 tricky. Yeah. 
Well, here we are in the level-by-level level portion of our show, and we're not going to take this game stage by stage. I would, yeah, there are 50 stages. And usually they are very similar from one to the next. Yeah, uh, and you know, they're kind of divided into thematic chunks of 10, you know, your, your five rounds. So. That's what we're going to go over here, yeah. each specific round. And the first round takes place in ancient times, like back in the Neolithic, for, still <laughs> are wooden forts and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And the enemies you're fighting are, what, cavemen-ish kind of dudes? Yeah, they're usually armed with bows or spears, you know, something they're shooting at you if they're not just rushing at you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mostly, you know, I, I think the first level is just completely flat. It's just an open field with enemies that you have to kill mm -hmm. or run by. And then they slowly start introducing more obstacles as the levels wind on. Because one of the other things that you'll notice is as the game progresses, the levels will become a little more maze-like. You'll have to go round bends or through mm -hmm. specific areas to get to that exit. Yeah, you know, and there'll be like a bridge or different like cliff areas, different, you know, or what have you. Mm -hmm. But at the end of each area or at the end of each round, there is a boss. That's right, yeah. And the boss of the first area uh, is a big two-headed purple demon. Yeah. And then you're like in a hall. Yeah. That is the big departure from the rest of this level, set of uh, level. That's right, yeah. Because you are inside now in some sort of like hall area. Sure, yeah. And it's like there's the big demon boss at the at the very top of the screen. And then below him are four of these large statues that breathe fire out at you. And if you stay on the very back end of the screen, you can avoid all of the stuff. Yeah, it's the... See here, you know, we did fight one of the statues, and I think in stage eight. Okay. On the way up here. So you've seen these before. And I was able to, if you have the, I think I had the laser gun, mm -hmm. laser cannon guy here. And it's tough, but, you know, playing one player, you start on the left. If you just start jamming and shooting that one right in front of you right away, you can kill it before it shoots. And that can buy you some time to get the one behind it. And it's a little tough to, because these fireballs, they're breathing, you know, they're tracking your movement. Yes. And you move so slow. Yes. That, but you can do it just in time. Since it, it only shoots north, you can kind of strafe your way in and out. I was able to take them all down with the laser cannon guy. And one thing that's nice about two-player is that a lot of times one of the players can draw the fire of the yeah, boss. Yeah, that's where I was really... I, it took me a while to get through here without losing several people because most of your other weapons aren't str that strong, so it takes so many hits to knock the heads off these statues. And we got very lucky where the boss was just shooting at you know my son, and I was able yeah. to get up close with a strong character and just really wail on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, because after you destroy the four statues, then the, the two-headed demon or whatever, it starts breathing fire at you as well. Yeah, and then uh, once you destroy it, the level is cleared, and you move on to the next round, round two which takes place in medieval times that's right not the restaurant but the actual era <laughs> unfortunately no turkey legs here yeah this is like right away i think it's the is it the first stage where it's like the graveyard and mm -hmm. that's the first area where i was like oh boomerang time because yeah. you have like a grid almost of or like a checkerboard of of well, cover. graves yeah, yeah it's just cover but and you know like i said the spears the arrows they can go over that mm -hmm. or the boomerangs can go around it so they're both very very useful uh, enemy wise you're gonna be fighting a lot of knights some sort of wizardy characters to have projectiles sure there are people it, that shoot arrows of course there are those teleporting wizards later that are a total pain in the butt they are they are yeah and there's one level in particular stage seven i think uh in round two mm -hmm. where it's like the exit is at the top center and you're starting at the bottom and you're, you're, you're walking up but the sides are all lined like i don't know if they're supposed to be like walls or like shelves right or pews or something but they're all lined with guys that you have to like tease them out one by one like oh yeah moving forward moving back and then trying to kill them like it's it, it's a real time crunch yeah that one is is very touch and go i, I can remember exactly what you're talking about <laughs> um it's helpful if you have one of the guys that shoots sideways of yeah. course 
Yeah. And then, uh, you know, a lot of times another tactic we used would be one of us that did shoot sideways or whatever would just run. You just run to the exit and shoot as much as you can. On your way. On your way. Not planning on stopping or anything. Trying to take out as many as you can. And sure. As long yeah. as you keep that momentum, you're usually not going to get shot. Right, right. And, and you know, it, it's... It's okay to like burn someone. Like you're just I want to run them out. Even if they get shot, you can still rescue them as long as no one else gets shot right. while while their captive body or whatever is still on the screen. Now the boss of the medieval area is yeah the big it's a giant samurai robot or something something like that. Um, it has like a sword that shoots lightning out. Pretty tough. And this screen is also full of little enemies that shoot at you and yes. teleporting wizards. Now, one of the nice things that is once you've defeated the boss of a room, it's over. You don't have to worry about like any creatures that are on the side, mm. anything like that. So if they're not in your range and they're not hitting you, don't worry about them. Yeah, I, I just can't ignore those wizards. I hate them so much. Well, I think at this point we both had someone that shot long range, something powerful. Yeah. Two people, bosses don't last long with sure. a set of rockets. Oh, right, yeah. Gun them down. Or this may have been the one where one of us had a spread rocketeer. That was another one of our big uh, tactics is one person just spreads the other person. Yeah, that's a good strong rocket. Solid tactic. If you can defeat this evil samurai knight creature, you can move on to round three. And this is uh, supposedly modern times. Yeah, I see. You know, it's interesting in the doing the sound research. It has different the different songs in this one uh, for the. For the third round is is called China Before the Revolution. Weird. So I don't know exactly. You know, it starts off in the desert, and that's where you'll be introduced to. It looks like there's nothing there, but oh nope. You know, the enemy counter might give you a little clue that there are subterranean insect monsters that will come out and attack. Maybe ant lions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those guys take uh, a lot of time. That's the problem because mm -hmm. you're waiting on them to appear and disappear. You got to appear, and hopefully you can kill them before they go back under. Because otherwise, again, wasting time. Yep. And this is where you start seeing troops with guns, actually, too, in, in all these levels. And, you know, a lot of them, too, where it'll start with 15 or 20 guys on the screen all yeah. shooting. So you, you get, like, a few moments of this intense bullet hell yeah. shooter stuff. But you're poorly equipped for that. You're not in a spaceship. You no. are sweating your way around. And so it, it can be tough. And I think this is really where the characters that shoot straight up really come into play. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in this bullet hell area... To me, it's easier to pretend like it is a, sh uh, a shmup yeah, yeah. and have my character that just shoots upward and I yeah, can run yeah. back and forth and strafe the bullets. Yeah, because you don't have enough. Otherwise, it's that very frustrating give and take, slow, like move, turn up, shoot, now move back, back up. Like mm -hmm. it, it, It's tough. It's tough. Now, the boss of round three is a pair of bosses. Yeah, two I guess again, demons. A red These one. Are the and sword a blue demons. One. Yeah, they and they have two very large swords, and and they also breathe fire. Yeah, yeah. But they really, but they don't really attack at the same time. No, they're they're not bad. It's just the screen is full of soldiers that can fill you up or fill up the room with bullets quickly if you don't kind of stay on top of it. I I feel like it's are they infinitely spawning or is there a number on this part? You know, I don't know because again, two player bosses don't last that long. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, or even one player like normally I get to the boss, I pick my laser cannon guy and I'm just like walking back and forth in the center of the screen shooting those bolts just like please kill them before anything can get too bad. Mhm. Mm and if you do kill this uh, pair of enemies, you get to move on to the fourth round. And again, another more modern looking scenario. Yeah, this definitely, because right away you see cars, there's like streets. I feel street like you're lights. outside now. Yeah. You've left the facility. Yeah. There are uh, 
there's all kinds of weird vehicles out and about. Yeah, and sometimes you'll see like highway. You know, there's yeah. like overpasses in some levels and stuff. So. And sometimes the the vehicles will block you. Sometimes they will run into you. Yeah, you gotta you, you do have to watch out for that. And this, the enemies, you know, which are pretty much just all soldiers now. Yes. But they are very aggressive. They shoot a lot. They come at you, and they also have grenades now. And now, is this also when we encounter our first double shot normal enemy? Oh, yes. I am, I'm pretty sure with some of the, you know, I'm pretty sure like the rockets and stuff are stronger, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, you'll be coming up against enemies that you can't kill in one hit with most normal weapon. Right. And then eventually you get inside like a factory type area mm-hmm. in this, this set of levels. Yeah. Uh, which brings you, the, you know, there's a conveyor belts, I think, at one point. Yeah. You start seeing some interesting developments in the in the levels, you know. And that takes you to the boss. Yeah, this big tank. Yes. This tank, did you have trouble with this? I, I kind of did at first because, like, it's it's a big tank that's moving around the center. And it, yes. it, it shoots, like, two different four-way spreads yes. of bullets. Uh-huh. Um, yes and no. I mean, we did at the very beginning, but then we realized it only shoots one of you. Oh, really? So as long as one person just keeps kind of doing a loop and running away from it, the key is you just can't get crushed by it. That was the, our yeah. biggest problem. Yeah. Is that if you can stay away from it, it's only really shooting at one person. Therefore, the other person can really wail on it. But yeah, so, you know, the other player can just wail on this thing. It makes it much easier to take apart this tank once you do. Well, my question is like, you know, it has that little turret on the front. Is that what you're shooting at? It seemed to be the only part. I think so, yeah. I wasn't sure exactly because, it, you know, it's, it's a, actually a pretty small area on its... Uh, because I think you know. your rockets will go through the rest of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But if you can destroy this tank, you get to move on to the fifth and final area. That's right. The future. The one that was not in the arcade. Yeah, yeah. And now here's where you get some really tough enemies. Robots. Yeah. And they take like three hits with normal guns, typically. Like, yeah. unless you're using stronger weapons, it's, it, you're going to have a tough time. And I think this is where we started just rolling in one, one person rocket launcher at every level. Yeah. And the other person was like on, on standby with a, a gun that shot in every direction to right. quickly move around. That's what you got to do, yeah. You'll see future tanks. That's what I call them here. Yeah. Those weird things. that they, they just shoot bullets at you. They're not too tough. Really. And there's like electro barriers, I think, at some point. Yeah, you get those. Uh, there's that weird spider bot in one of the levels that mm. comes down. It's like four-legged. Pretty cool looking. And Definitely. All the enemies look great in this area. Oh, and then there's the level where there's some enemies at the bottom, and then there's that corridor at the end with the laser cannons that oh come out of the walls and shoot you when you try to go by. That took us a while to figure out. Well, and those can those like turrets that pop out, you know, they yeah. take quite a few shots before they blow up. And you have to be at just the right spot to hit them. Yeah, like it's very annoying and hard to to hit them. It's it is tricky, and there's no real way to speed your way through it, right? Like, no, that one was the, that was one the even two player we had. A, you know, we're cutting it close. Yeah, I, I was too. Definitely. And I cheated. And then we have the final boss of the game. Yes. And it's a big robot. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. It looks pretty cool. Um, You have to watch out because this level, you know, it's in the top. And in between you and it are some destroyable walls that you have to, like, battle your way through mm-hmm. to, to be able to hurt it while it's shooting homing missiles that pass through at you. Now, this boss was the one that we really had a lot of trouble with. Yeah. Because we could not figure out how to not get destroyed by those homing missiles. They're hard. They're they're quick. And they, they have a pretty good turning radius. So yeah. Like, I mean. They're right on you. Basically, the only way we defeated this boss was just by rushing it with all of our characters. The same here. <laughs> and knowing that, like, every other character was probably going to die before it could even get a second hit in. Well, there's so much, like. Uh, terrain in between the bottom and top of the screen that it's like you have to burrow your little path through and you have to make it all the way up there before you can actually, you know, a lot of the long range weapons that I would normally abuse against bosses wouldn't work here because there was stuff in the way. And I mean, 
Yeah, I think, you know, we were worried that we were just going to not have enough guys. Right, right. Now, I went through at least 10 people running yeah. up there, dying, running up, you know, getting a few shots off. You Because know. you do have a tiny bit of invincibility when you come on the screen. Yeah, so hopefully. I, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of hoping. I was like, maybe with two people, dude, the rockets go after both of you, I take yeah. it. They don't. Oh, man. So it was just like, well, I made it. You're going to die. And then as soon as you die, the next rocket's coming for me. Right. So it's, I'm going to die. That's tough, man. Yeah, it it is. It's a rough fight because it really just amounts to trading punches with it, I guess. Because even when you get up there, then it shoots those spreads out. Yep. Of bullets with rockets chasing you. It's not, just not fair. No. So really, just hope you have a, a good 10, 15 guys. Maybe this would be a good spot for the general with his flamethrower, you know, if you get right up there. But even then, he's only going to last for and maybe five if, seconds. If it's strong. Yeah, maybe. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try it out sometime. But, you know, hopefully you have enough men. You can rush this boss and you can beat it. That's right. And I think you can. And once you have beaten it, well, you don't get that great of an ending. It's Yeah, it's kind of lackluster where it shows, like, the, I guess the computer room and it says, like, a malfunction detected. The system will shut down. Yep. Good for you. And then you get credits. Although you do get some cool little, like, anime action scenes. And that was the best part where... Yeah. And not only was it... Were they awesome? Like, we were totally mystified as to why these weren't shown to us at any other point in the game. Yeah, I... I <laughs> because the graphics are so much better than your portraits and stuff. and Yeah. Like, there's, like, cool the anime flares going on and stuff. Yeah, and I didn't know. I'm like, I, I barely, I think I know who this might be, but I don't know. Like, I, w- I should have seen <laughs> graphics like this between the levels or the, the different areas. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, at least you get that at the end. Yeah. And it's, uh you know, it does give you a little satisfying bit there after the not-so-satisfying machine felt malfunction shutdown yeah, sequence. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you find us in the review portion of our show. And, of course, you use the classic Nintendo Power Review System with four categories, each category a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. So what did you give this bad boy, Eric? I gave it a 2.0. Oh. I, I think I might go a little higher now that I'm remembering how much I love the music. Yeah. But I really probably wouldn't go above a 2.5. I went with 3.0, but it's all music. Like, yeah, I mean, that's really what that score is for me. It's like the graphics are serviceable, I guess, but nothing really looks cool. No. You know, the background. The, the enemy is towards the end, and the one enemy we forgot to mention, which is like an alien. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like literally like a xenomorph. Yeah. I liked it, and I liked some of the b- things towards the end. The bosses look cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they don't actually have like any animation. Right. They don't really do anything cool. So I agree. Yeah. I got to have to stick with my lower, lower score there. And then we have play control, uh, which I also gave a 2.5. Okay, same here. 2.5. I mean, it depends on the characters to to a bit, but everyone still felt kind of stiff. Yeah. Even the fastest characters. It's true. There's it's, no rotating. There's no, like... And it's like... I don't know. The game takes that into account for the most part, I think. Like, there are some parts where you, you can always do it. It's just really hard. Like, you yeah. got to really just, you know, inch up there and then back off or, you know. It, so, you can get through with them, but it, it's not it's not necessarily intuitive. No. I mean, too much of the game to me is, is, is uh, I don't know, the space is what I would call plotting. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that is, I guess, what makes it more of like a puzzle action game instead of just a, a straight yeah. up action game. True, true. And then we have Challenge Factor, Nick. And um, it was a 4.0. As did I. 
I think I don't know if I could beat this game without cheating. I mean, at least at my current level of familiarity. Right. I think that it's cool that there's different levels of difficulty you can choose, mm-hmm. but even normal is really hard. Yeah. Um, you have to learn. And a big part of it is, A, learning all the characters, who does what, and wh- what situations they're good at, and then... Memorizing where every enemy is, yep, and you, where they're going to come from. And wh- you know, when you go to a level, if you know the solution or what characters are, are the best, it, it's not that bad. But getting to that point where you've experimented and, you know... That's would... memorizing 50 levels. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. And then we have theme and fun, Nick. I went with a 3.5. Wow, so did I. Okay. Um... It's actually really fun. I mean, it, it does feel like you're going through different realms or lands through all your different yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting to, like, get a new character and be like, what does this person do? Sure it is, yeah. And it's got that little extra bit of puzzle slash strategy that, you know, because if this was just an action game, it would be slow and boring. Right. And hard. But since you have that strategy element where... You know, sometimes when you know, you're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get all my characters through. So now you have to decide which ones do I want to go through or, right. you know, this this kind of interesting party building kind of aspect. So, Nick, I ask at the end of every show and I will ask again, should you play this game? Uh, I think you should try it. I, I think, said oddly, yes. I think more people would like it than might imagine. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, looking at it, it's kind of off putting. Yeah. And if you look at the scores we gave it, it still sounds off-putting. Right, right. But it's one of those rare exceptions where there is a bunch of smaller things going on that really win me over in the long run. Yeah, there's just some neat, like, gameplay premises here mm-hmm. that I haven't really seen anywhere else. So it's, it's worth checking out, see if you like it. Agreed. Next week's game will be Star Fox for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. That's right. And if you want to get a hold of us, let us know who's your favorite character from Game Ground. You can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. And we'll read it and like it. Or you can let us know on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Uh, sometimes we post when new shows are going to happen on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, every week we must go out of our way to thank those awesome and fine folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command. They're great, great people that I would send in wave after wave of rescue parties into the machine to rescue. I would as well. Because without you guys, this show couldn't happen. We really appreciate the financial support you give us that lets us, you know, rent our server post the show drive across this great state of ohio (laughs) and any of the incidentals we need for recording equipment and all that fun stuff so thank you all thank you so very very much yes 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 and as always cartridge commandos game on Agreed. That's something, that's something long and goodbye. I keep pressing them to stop it, but right. it doesn't work that way.